Hi, welcome to Online Marketing with John Lagadakis, where we talk about how to set up and run a successful online business, all the way from registering your first domain to setting up your website, SEO, sales funnels and sales copy, social media, lead generation, free and paid traffic methods, and much more. I hope you get a lot out of today's episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. Our special guest today is Akshay Nanavati. Thank you so much for joining us, Akshay. Thank you for having me. Real pleasure to be here, my friend. Uh, let me tell you a bit about Akshay. Akshay Nanavati is a Marine Corps veteran, speaker, adventurer, entrepreneur, and author of Fivana, the revolutionary science of how to turn fear into health, wealth, and happiness. Now, Fivana has been endorsed by many spiritual, personal development and business leaders, including Chicken Soup for the Soul co-author Jack Canfield and even the Dalai Lama himself. So you become <laughs> highly, highly endorsed and recommended. <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge honor, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So actually, tell us a bit before, and we, before we go into Fivana and what it teaches and how it can help people, Tell us a little bit about yourself. So tell us a bit about your upbringing, background, key influences early on that sort of shaped who you are today and what you do. Sure. Uh, So I'm originally from India. I was born in India, lived in India, then Singapore. I moved to the U.S. at 13. And at about 13, I ended up getting, or actually it was a year, a couple years later, maybe around 15 or 16, I ended up getting into drugs for about a year and a half. I lost two friends to a drug addiction. I was very much headed down that path myself. And thankfully, I got out though. I ended up watching this war movie, Black Hawk Down. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. It's, uh, it's, Sorry, go ahead. You yeah, speak. I was about to say, I think it's got one of our, one of our favorite Australian actors in it, Eric Banner. Ah, got you. Yeah, I love Eric Banner. He's great. <laughs> yeah. so, it's, so as you know, it's a very powerful movie based on a true story. And watching the movie just triggered something in me about the courage that, you know, that people sacrifice for them, sacrifice their lives, sacrifice their well-being for their fellow human beings and in such intense experiences. So I remember after the movie, I watched, I read the book Black Hawk Down and I started reading book after book about military and combat. And uh, almost overnight then stopped doing drugs, got into the Marines. I spent six years in the Marines uh, through, and during that time I started, I that's when I started to embrace fear and embrace pursuing a meaningful challenge. So I got into outdoor sports big time. I went mountain climbing, rock climbing, skydiving, cave diving, ice diving. I mean, you kind of name it. I did all of it. And uh, then in 2007, I went to Iraq, seven months in Iraq, uh, which was, again, an intense experience, middle of a war zone. <laughs> and then when I came back, a few years later, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I hit a really low point where after binge drinking pints of vodka, I just thought there's no point going on. And after hitting that low point where I would actually even consider taking my own life, that's when I realized something needed to change. So I began researching neuroscience, psychology, spirituality to heal my own brain and really to figure out what does it take to live a happy and meaningful life. And that search combined with my life experience and everything I've been doing up to that point is what crystallized the concept of Fearvana and ultimately the book as well in honor of sharing this concept now with others and helping others create their, you know, live a happy and meaningful life just as I've been now blessed and fortunate to have created. It's a little bit about the journey into Fearvana. Mm, yeah, that's excellent. Can you tell us, was there any key books or people that sort of helped you? So when you're in that really low point, that you mentioned mm-hmm. when, you, when you came back from Iraq, you had a really low point. Was there any key people or books 
that really helps sure. you along yeah. the way. Uh, I mean, many books I read, God knows how many books. I mean, a few that stand out is Buddha's Brain by Dr. Rick Hansen was a really good one. Um, Jack Canfield, in terms of a person who was, who really, was really helpful to me, I went into a lot of his seminars when I was sort of navigating my way out of that low point. And his work has been invaluable in changing my own life. So he was a huge mentor of mine. In fact, he's what inspired me to finally write the book when I did, because I asked him once, you know, what would you have done differently if you could go back in time and change your career? And he said, I would have written my book sooner. So that's when I said, okay, you know, like, let's put this into a concept. Let's turn it into something meaningful. And the best part about writing your book is writing a book is that it enhances your own learning on the subject as well, because it forces you to compile your learnings into a structured format that you can now teach and share with others. So those were a few, uh, uh, his, his book was great. Marshall Goldsmith had some great books that were really helpful triggers about how to change behavior. Uh, the fear project by Jaimal Yogis. There's book after book, uh, uh, that I must've read to really get out of that. Some of those glow moments that have been really really helpful yeah now there's, there's a lot of personal development resources out there books out there and there's a broad range of topics that you could write about why did you choose fear to focus on fears and anxiety and write about fearvana because it's the number one barrier that stops people from getting to where they want to be. You know, anytime you, anytime you do something new, it's taking a risk. And if you want more in life, if you want to be more, if you want to have more, you're going to have to do something different than you have done before. And that means taking a risk. And with risk comes fear. But there's a giant misconception in how people approach fear. You always hear people say things like, be fearless. Don't be scared of anything, right? And if you go to social media, you'll see some of those little memes or some, some <laughs> picture on Instagram about be fearless on your path. And it's, it's a giant error that causes a lot of people more suffering because what happens is that when you hear people say be fearless then when somebody inevitably feels fear they think there's something wrong with them for feeling fear and it kind of sends them into this downward spiral I'll give a small example I worked with this client who said to me that I feel I'm just waiting for the fear to go away so I can quit my job and start my business now his problem was not the fear it's natural to feel scared of quitting a job to start a business his problem was that he made the fear mean he was weak and it was the same thing with so many of the people I've worked with, kids with depression, people with anxiety, even myself, you know, with post-traumatic stress disorder. I had symptoms of post-traumatic stress, but the symptoms of post-traumatic stress are not indicative of a disorder. That's what I learned after the war. You know, I mean, when I did all this research, like one, one such example is when I came back, I was a little jumpy with loud noises. Now, that's inevitable, right? My brain, my brain had learned to associate loud noises equals death. So inevitably, I'm more jumpy. That's not a disorder. That's a normal human response to an experience like war. But when I got diagnosed, according to them, it was a disorder. And then what happens is every time something shows up that's a little off, that's a little different than the norm, I've, I've been labeled with a disorder, so I think there's something wrong with me, and it fuels this downward spiral and this, this, this negative self-talk. And I see that with tons of people who I've worked with with PTSD as well. So that's what inspired me to work with fear. Fear is really at the core. You know, neuroscientists call it the most primal emotion. It's at the core of our, of our barriers, but also our growth. And helping people harness it would ultimately be the pathway to happiness and ultimately success, however you choose to define that word. Yeah, there's so, so many important points that you raised there, Akshay. And I think one of them is that, and what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that even when people are successful, as, as far as we see success, let's say celebrities, let's say talk about celebrities, yeah. Yeah. let's say Hollywood celebrities, what a lot of people don't realize is that those people experience fear as well. Absolutely. Um, they experienced fear on the journey to their success. And even when they are at the, are at the top of their game, they still experience fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it, do, it never goes away. 
it doesn't. The struggle never ends. You know, there's always going to be a struggle till the day you die, but that's not a bad thing. And that's, that's again, the giant misconception we have about happiness as well, because we think of happiness as this end result, you know, that if I get the million dollars, I get the car, I get the relationship, finish this X thing, then I'll be happy. But happiness is not an end result that you achieve. Happiness is a process. It's a journey. It's, it's actually in the pursuit of a meaningful challenge that we find happiness. And like you said, it doesn't ever end. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be a struggle. But it's not a bad thing. I think it's a gift to experience struggle, especially when we learn to channel it into something meaningful. Yeah. And one of the books that I've read over the years that I really liked was Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. It's a very short book. Mm-hmm. And, and what he talks about there, and tell me if you agree or disagree, actually, is that whenever you want to move up or progress yourself in any way, there will be opposition. If you're not experiencing fear, there's actually, you're, you're actually not going in the right direction in a way. Completely. I completely agree with that. If you're not having a barrier, you're not growing. You're not improving if you're, you're being static. I mean, the, see, the progress is not the elimination of barriers. It's the creation of new barriers. Progress in any way, progress in spiritual, emotional, financial, any way, it's about the creation of new barriers. So I'm always looking at what is the next barrier for me to address once I overcome one barrier. So writing a book was one barrier. The next one, I mean, one challenge, right? It was hard. It was really hard writing a book. The next challenge is now marketing the book. After I promote the book and get it, you know, potentially hit the New York Times list, there'll be another challenge. There'll always be a next challenge. And I'm, and that's, again, I'm seeking that out. So all growth and however you define growth, again, in whichever umbrella category of growth is essentially uh, uh, just two steps to growth. There's find what's working and do more of it. Find the problem, fix the problem. That's it. And you do those two things and you'll keep growing. So actually, can you tell us from your, from your own research, maybe your personal experience, what's some of the biggest fears that people have stopped them from moving forward? You know, there's the fear of, I mean, just in sort of the, tech, the, the specific fears, I know fear of public speaking is actually probably one of the, it's the most highest rated fear. Uh, the, I think generally speaking, there's, there's a, obviously the fear of unknown. There's a fear of failure that stops people. There's a fear of, I think that this is not a fear that people consciously register as a fear, but it's a fear that I'm, I'm definitely noticing that's a sort of a hidden fear, is a fear of stillness. You know, I, I actually brought this up in myself and it became more aware of, aware of it. But I think we all have this fear of stillness where we're constantly doing something. We're distracting ourselves with our phones or laptops or iPads or music or TV, something or the other to avoid being still with what's up here. Because when we're still with what's up here, it brings up a lot of demons and we all have our demons. But we can, if we, if we allow ourselves to bring that up and to engage it, then we can tap into, tap into something greater within us, tap into our own divinity to ultimately defeat those demons. So uh, um, I think those are some common fears. But again, there's no right, there is no bad fear. Even if, you know, people always say, don't be scared of failure. Don't be afraid of failure. Just, just go, you know, take your path. But that's, that's again, that's where it's, that's really wrong because it's, it's, and it's destructive again. So it's okay to be scared of failure. It's okay to be afraid of everything and anything. What matters is what you do once that fear shows up. That's what really is, uh, is essential in terms of harnessing fear to channel it into growth. Mm. You've achieved a lot of things that a lot of people maybe don't get an opportunity to or they may be too afraid to do. Uh, like, for example, I, I noticed on your website you've traversed or gone over, was it uh, the Antarctic? or the, uh, it, was, it was Greenland. It's the second largest ice cap in the world. We spent a month dragging a 190-pound sled for 350 miles across the ice cap. Yeah. Know, some pretty hostile environments and hostile terrain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, why did you do that? Tell us a bit about that. 
You know, ever since joining the Marines, I started looking for the next challenge. And it sort of, it, it, I lived in Austin, Texas. So rock climbing was an easy, the first thing. And then rock climbing slowly went into ice climbing, which went into mountaineering, which started getting into polar exploration. And I wanted to find the next new challenge. And polar exploration is a very uh, demanding in a different way than mountaineering. It's pure suffering, to be honest with you. It's a, I think it's a far more, it's far more, um, in, it's, yeah, it's far more challenging because you really have to, you're just doing the same grind every single day. When you're on Greenland, every day you wake up, except for the start and the end, you're just skiing into empty white nothingness, you know, and it's just the same grind of dragging this heavy sled. And there's a giant battle in that, you know, like a battle within yourself that you have to engage within that. So that's what had me choose to embark upon that adventure. Eventually, I want to go to the South Pole and North Pole. But although not North Pole right now is a little sketchy because of the melting Arctic uh, Ocean. But I do want to go to the South Pole. And so in some ways, Greenland was also a training ground for a future uh, uh, and more intense polar expedition. One thing, one of the things you mentioned as you, when you went over Greenland, you mentioned the introspection. And you also mentioned previously that we, we like to distract ourselves so we don't, we don't think, we don't allow ourselves to think yeah. about just allow our minds to look into ourselves, basically look into our soul, look into our minds. And I think that is so true. How have you dealt with that? And what's some coping mechanisms you can give for people that are finding it hard to just sit still and allow themselves to process their thoughts and to process their life and mm-hmm. to make big decisions, meaningful decisions? Sure. Uh, I actually, this one very powerful technique that's beautiful and challenging and really hard at the same time. I learned from an endurance cyclist friend of mine. This guy has raced across America where he did like 11 days, slept a total of 11 hours, biking across the country. I mean, amazing feat of human endurance. And while training for it, one of the things he did was he would sit still staring into a wall. So like not, not no painting, no TV, no music, nothing, not even like a the stimuli for painting. And then he would sit still for 24 hours and then go riding for 24 hours. So I, when I first did this, I couldn't do 24 hours. Obviously that's a lot. You got to work your way up to any challenge, of course. But the first time I did, I did it for 45 minutes. I set my timer on my phone. I put it on the side. And I remember thinking is my timer broken, you know, because <laughs> it felt like an eternity and it's very, very hard. It brings up a lot of stuff. It forces you to be still. But it's a beautiful thing when you do that, you know, it's uh, so that's a simple way anybody can do it. You don't have to start at 45, start at 10 minutes even, you know, you can. And the difference between this and meditation is in meditation, your eyes are closed and you're trying to anchor your thoughts to like your breath, for example, almost to let your thoughts flow out of you and, and anchor it. Over here, you're not really anchoring to anything. You're letting your eyes are open. You're letting your thoughts go wild. So you're seeing what shows up. And that's what's really, really interesting. And then in terms of handling what shows up, the most important thing you can do is not judge anything that shows up not judge your emotions. You know, this is again, talking about fear. We label fear as a negative emotion. When we say fear, stress, anxiety, anger, guilt, these are quote unquote negative emotions, right? On the other hand, there is joy, calm, bliss, whatever. Those are positive emotions. But that's again, a huge misconception. The reality is there are no bad or good emotions. There's only emotions and it's up to us to decide what we do with them. And when we stop judging them, we can be fully present to them. We can experience them. We can allow ourselves to feel them, see why they're there and decide what to do with them because all emotions exist for a reason. They show up for a reason and there's some message in there waiting for us to discover. And when we allow ourselves to be present to them without judging them, we can channel it, discover that message and and ultimately do something meaningful with it in service of not just our own lives, but those we want to serve, those we want to help and serve as well. The thought came to me actually, as as we've been talking, well, some, some people may be thinking to themselves, why is this important to me? Why should I, 
deal with my fears or, or change the way I look at fear? What kind of improvement can it have on my life? And as you respond to that, maybe can you also share with us maybe some success stories or some people that have taken Fivana and the content in that and how it's helped them? Sure. Uh, you know, the, it, you don't have to do some of the extreme things I'm saying necessarily. I think ultimately it, when you figure out where, where you are and you keep seeking out that next new awakening, the next new level of growth, you, you will always want to pursue it in new challenge. But fear is essential to engage and deal with because whatever you want to achieve in your life, whether it be financial, spiritual, mental, psychological, uh, uh, or physical, you know, anything uh, emotional, you're going to have to do something new if you want growth. But it's not just growth, it's happiness as well because happiness is a product of novelty. We need new things to feel happy. They say in fact, depression is the inability to recognize novelty. Some, some researchers have called depression that. And if you do something new, it's risky. Taking risks is hard. It's what brings up fear, which is why you need fear. I mean, if you want financial success, you're going to have to, if, let's say you want an entrepreneur, you want to start a business, that's inherently risky. You're going to be, you're going to experience fear. Even if you're not an entrepreneur and you work in a corporate environment, if you want to negotiate a new raise with your boss, that's going to be a risk. That'll take fear. If you want to run a marathon, that's going to be a new challenge. That'll be dealing with fear. So it's essential to navigate that. I mean, my old life, again, you've shared my story. It's always been a matter of engaging fears, but in so many other contexts as well. You know, I mentioned this one client who felt scared about quitting his job. When he stopped judging his fear, allowed himself to feel it, he finally did quit his job and started his own business. You know, I worked with this other client who was terrified to go to travel to Iceland by himself. And, um, and it was weird. Like he, he judged his fear. He, he, it wasn't weird, the fear, but he, he felt it was weird. He started judging his fear. He said, you know, what's wrong with me? Because he wasn't some intense expedition. He was just going on a vacation. But he was like, you know, why am I afraid? I'm going alone, but this, this is not something you should be scared of. You know, people, get, people do this all the time. People try all the time. But his problem, again, was he was judging the fear. So I told him it's okay to feel fear wherever you feel it. You know, for me, it will take more intense experiences to feel fear, not because I'm braver, but only because my reference point has changed because I've engaged fear for so long. So it takes more for me to feel it, for me to experience it intensely. But for him, he had it. So there was no rightness or wrongness about it. It's just that was the case. So when he, when he stopped judging his fear, he ultimately went on this new vacation, experienced something new, had a fantastic trip, and, you know, had a, had a moment of true bliss. So it's... It's the pathway to happiness and to growth and however you define it. So it's essential to engage your fears and it's essential to master them. Excellent points. I've thought about to my own life and the things that I've been able to accomplish. I, I, I've, yeah. done, I've done things that a lot of people don't get to do. Like, for example, I, I was able to quit my day job. Uh, this about 10 years ago. To do, to, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> to, to, like when, when I, so I, I sort of built my online business on the side, but then I, I had to take a leap of faith when I told my manager, hey, I'm not going to be coming into work anymore. I'm going to yeah. work on my business full time. So that's, that's a big, you know, that's a big leap of faith. And so, yeah, definitely had to face that fear. And, and I'm okay at public speaking, but like, it definitely wasn't that way at the beginning. I had to embrace yeah. those fears. And so I get to enjoy the benefits of that. I get to enjoy the benefit of being able to wake up and work the hours I want to work and to have the joy of being able to get in front of people and teach concepts and, and help other people that way. Yeah. And so there's a lot of great blessings that have come from not allowing that fear to take over. And it is a very, I think it's very important, extremely mm. important, the topic that we're talking about today. And what I've noticed too, Akshay, is as I've helped people with their online business, it's a curious thing. I find that a lot of people, they go about when someone wants to start an online business, they will go through the process of registering the domain. They will 
create a website, spend a lot of time on that, uh, thinking about a product, create funnels, and everything's ready to go live. And at that point where they're going to start driving traffic, sending visitors through their funnel to make sales, a lot of them stop right there. And I'm serious. (laughs) I've seen this time and time again. It's actually even happened to me. Maybe can you comment on that? Why? And I, I, the way I look at it is they're basically at the brink of success and they stop. Why do people fear success? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, the fear of success is an interesting one to me. I've, I've always been curious about navigating that within myself and, 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 every, and, and others as well. I think it's because anytime you do that, you're entering now, like let's say, okay, I'm about to launch this thing. And this is why people stop right at the end. This is why it took me forever to actually finish my book because I'd be closer and closer, but finally just finishing it you know, and, and getting there is that whatever, when you do this thing now, okay, online business, you actually launch the fund, you start making money, it will change your life in some way. And the thing is, change is always scary. Even if it's like a positive change, it's a change. People get comfortable in their way of being. And then they almost justify to their, their own story that, it, you know, that, oh, I'm in this. So let's say like, you know, that they get to complain about something that, oh, I don't have that car because uh, I don't have enough money. I get to hold on to my story. People are scared to let go of their stories, you know? So like for me, even procrastinating, it's like I struggled with survivor's guilt for a long time after the war and I felt like I didn't deserve all this success. I didn't deserve happiness. So I could, I could choose to hold on to that story and as a result, stop myself from the next level of my financial and business growth in every way, right? That's a story I was holding on to. But we all do that. And I think we fear change. We fear the unknown even in, in a potentially positive way. So we hold on to the status quo. We crave that comfort zone that we want to stay into and when you when you stop and you recognize it like a great way to do it is actually a technique called the toyota's five wise technique whenever there's a barrier so let's say this thing you want to do i want to start my online business but you're not taking action on it you're not officially launching the product right why aren't you doing it so find the barrier and dig deep so like when i was procrastinating on my book i would write why am i procrastinating because it's a lot of work why does that scare you because it's because I don't know if the work will pay off. Why does that scare you? You know, and as I would dig deep, I would eventually find that maybe I'm not good enough to produce this book out there, right? So when I dig deep and engage that fear and realize it, then I can understand it. Now I can bring the unconscious into my consciousness. And when you do that, you can do something about it. That's when you can say, okay, if I fear this, then let me try to understand it. Let me start celebrating my wins more, you know, to grow my confidence, own that I am good enough. But more importantly, also fear, uh, like fear can propel you to prepare better. So I can say, okay, if I'm afraid this book is not going to be good enough, let me learn how to write a good book, right? But if I didn't have that fear, I would not have written in what I, a book that now I'm truly proud of. And, you know, as you mentioned, I got some great endorsements for it. But that was a result of fear. If I didn't have the fear of writing a, not writing a good book, I would not have the kind of endorsements that I have today because I must have trashed about 100,000 words worth of work to get here. But that was, again, because of fear. So it's fear of success is an interesting one, but it, it – but, when you allow yourself to, to, to really experience it through awareness, you know, dig deep into your fears, use Toyota five wise technique, you will allow yourself to see there's some stuff on the other side of it. And many, and more often than not, you can also be some sort of hidden belief system, you know, like uh, uh, rich people are evil or, you know, something like that. Money is the root of all evil, right? Something along those lines that it takes, or if I'm successful, maybe I'll be leaving a few people behind, you know, maybe there's some guilt within you that I lost all these people. So I don't deserve to be happy like the way I felt. Right. So, engaging those fears and then allowing yourself to recognize that your success is also in service of something greater. Like if you make more money, you can help more people, you know, you can not only help your own life, but you can help more people. And if you start an online business, you can help people with your business. Like that's what helped me work on Fearvana was that Fearvana is not just about me. My story is not just about me. When I share with somebody and it touches their life, 
their, that fear of honor is now their story equally because it's transformed their life, you know? And so my story is equally anybody else's story that's been truly impacted by it. So coming from that place of service, I think is a great way to navigate through those fears of uh, success as well. Mm. You know, as you were talking about, you, you mentioned earlier that when you came back from serving in the war zone, loud noises you would react badly to that. And that's normal because that's what you've been conditioned to do in a war zone. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of a legitimate fear. But mm -hmm. then I think there's also, we also have to be careful. And this is something that came to my mind as you were talking about um, mm -hmm. fear, fear of success and the way we perceive success and maybe some things we don't realize that we have programmed into ourselves. Some of our fears are sometimes not rational like that fear of loud noises yeah it is i think it's very important to get to the root of our fear and really ask ourselves okay this fear that i have is this a rational fear or is this something that has come into my life because i've been programmed that way we are running out of time and i wanted to ask you actually was there anything that we haven't talked about today that you feel is important to mention on this topic uh, one, the sort of the one thing we've kind of touched on, but just to put it in these clear words is I talk about in the book is the single most important skill to develop to succeed at anything. And that skill is to develop a positive relationship to suffering. So you can call it being comfortable with the uncomfortable, embracing challenges, whatever terminology you want to use. I like to say being a positive relationship to suffering and to learn how to suffer with a smile because suffering is so much more of an intense word. And if you can suffer with the smile, then doing a difficult or hard or challenging thing just is easier. It feels easier and words have a lot of power. So that's probably the most important skill to develop and you develop that through practice you know to engaging suffering one small step at a time i used to be terrified of ferris wheels so it took me a while to get to this point so that's i think just one point to leave leave everybody with is work on that you know and practice it visualize yourself go overcoming struggles so every time i go on a long run i visualize myself hitting a pain point which i know i'll hit and overcoming that pain point that's a great way to to, to develop that positive relationship to suffering to learn how to suffer well uh, another way is to surround yourself by positive references so i watch ultra runners i follow business leaders i'm surrounding myself with references in the paths that i want to pursue and that helps me engage the struggle in that path to ultimately learn how to smile through that struggle because I know there's so many rewards on the other side of it. So get references from others, from outside influencers who, uh, uh, who can help inspire you. And those are all very powerful techniques to, to, to help you suffer with a smile. <laughs> well, I really appreciate actually you being with us today and the insights that you shared have been very valuable, very applicable to all people, especially entrepreneurs and business owners. Now, for anyone that would like to find out more about what Akshay is doing and to actually get a copy of Fearvana. So it's available on Amazon, if I'm correct. It's available on Amazon and for right now, uh, Fearvana.com as well. Yep. So Fearvana.com. And, uh, yeah, and I'll, sp I'll spell that out for our listeners. So it's F-E-A-R-V-A-N-A.com. And I've been to the site and I had a look. You've got some great videos on there as well. And sorry, I think I interrupted you. Want to you mentioned maybe something else you have on the site. Oh, no, just that you can reach out to me. I intend to be one of those authors who's very accessible. So any questions that come up with either just from listening to me now or reading the book, anything at all, uh, reach out to me. I'm here to serve in any way I can. All right, fantastic. Again, thank you so very much, Akshay. I really appreciate you being here with us today. And Thanks I for wanna, having me. Thank you. And I, and I would like to thank everyone as well for being here on the podcast today. Hey, John Legadakis here. 
If you got something out of today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm releasing valuable and up-to-date content and interviews. Also, there is a transcript of today's episode as well as links to all the resources we mentioned on my website, johnlegadarkus.com. On my website, you'll also find a lot of great free resources to help you get more traffic and leads for your business, as this is my specialty, i.e. helping local businesses generate leads through Facebook and AdWords campaigns. My website, again, is johnlegadarkus.com. Thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This is John Legadarkus signing off. I'll see you next time.